0: Well, let me start by saying hello to everyone and welcome back to Crack Ribs, the podcast. We want to, I just want to say thank you. Uh, um, I'm your host, George Saunders, and I am incredibly humbled and grateful for uh, the tremendous amount of feedback that we've been receiving, uh, the likes, the views uh, on social media the text messages, the phone calls. And again, I just want to say thank you. Um, I'm thankful. I'm grateful that, uh, God has allowed me to, uh, to do this. Uh, I think pretty much everything that I have experienced, the good, the bad, the indifferent has prepared me for this. Uh, I want to stop by saying we listening to you. So, uh I was given some instructions and asked that, uh, that we not move forward, that we want to continue with some of the things we started last week with our podcast, uh, on affirmation. And, uh, so here's where I want to start. Cause they said, uh, I thought I did, but maybe I didn't give enough as to how do you move forward? But before I do that, uh, let me, uh, say this, that, uh, You know, I said that there's no perfect parent, that there's no perfect child. And I mean that, uh, I I say that because of two reasons. One, uh, as you grow, as you learn, uh, and as you grow up, that some of the things, some views and things you may have had in your adolescence and growing up, uh, you know, are not exactly the same when you become an adult. Uh, let me say that parenting, parenting is hard work. Uh, parenting is difficult. It has its challenges. Uh, so as a parent, you know, I was talking last week, probably, probably primarily from, you know, that, that lack that I didn't get as far as the affirmation as growing up, how it affected me in my adulthood. Uh, but again, I'm not here to vilify uh, because I realized that there are things that I have said done as a parent that I need the same grace, the same forgiveness that I needed to extend to my uh, to my dad and to my parents. Um there are things that uh, you can look back on and say I should have, would have, could have done differently. Uh, one thing I always say that, you know, uh, look, I was uh, I was involved father prenatal. I went to the prenatal visits. I did the sonograms. I read the what to expect when expecting. However, when that child comes after the delivery and after the you cut the umbilical cord and the afterbirth, one thing that does not follow is a set of instructions. Uh, and truth be told that even if a set of instructions came, how many of us really read them? Uh, I'm guilty of uh, putting things together based upon the picture on the box only to get to the end and realize that it was awful kind of them. It was awful nice of them to include these extra screws and these extra parts. And sometimes what you put together uh, doesn't turn out to look like anything on the box. So... And then uh, I told you, uh, uh, my mentor, Howard Winfield, uh, here's a saying that he had. He says, more is caught than taught. And honestly, we tend to parent the way we were parented because that's the example we have, the good, the bad, the indifferent. Uh, Sometimes we repeat some things that we probably shouldn't. Uh, There are some things that we get right and so as parents, again, I'm not here to, to beat up on anyone, to, to vilify. I'm just saying that parenting's hard. Uh, we sometimes we have to break cycles. Sometimes we have generational curses, cycles, behaviors that, you know, need to be adjusted. And I believe that most parents will say that I want my kids to have it better than I had it. And that could be from anything from where you live to uh, ability to do things. Uh, My kids have gone places as kids that I didn't even get to enjoy, uh, even as an adult. Uh, But we do the best that we can. And so today I want to talk about, you know, how do we move forward? Um, Again, parenting if I had to describe it, if, for example, if uh, you become a lawyer and you, you go to work at a law firm, it's normally called a practice, that you're practicing law. Um, if you're in the medical field, you normally have a medical practice. Uh, parenting is just like that. You're It's on-the-job learning. You're learning as you grow, as you go. Um, As you grow, you get to learn more and more and some things, but with each child, if anyone has more than one child, what works with one child may not work with another child. Um, There are things that you, and for my grandparents out there that are listening, uh, it's, I found out that the rules change when you become a grandparent. Uh, Here's my example I use often my son um, bright kid love him he was about 3 years old and he decided to take a magic marker and write his name Mike on a bedspread now when I discover it I'm irate I see that the bedspread is ruined in my eyes and you know I give him the riot act my mom wants to go in and she wants to investigate what her grandson did. And she says, after she comes back out, she sits down at the table and says, did you notice his penmanship? And I'm like, lady, I don't even recognize you right now. Because as my childhood flashed before me, I don't ever remember a conversation about penmanship. That, you know, that didn't stop like, you know, I was going to beat your tail, but because you put the bars on your E in the right direction, I'm going to let you slide. But we, you grow and you realize that some of the things, some of the rules, some of the, the rigidness, some things that you said or did that, you know, it really wasn't all that deep. I've gone to clients' houses. I remember one of my clients was pregnant. The baby's not even here yet. And she has baby proofed the house netting. She had protective corners. She had locks on drawers and the child, the, the baby can't even roll over, but yet she's baby proofed the house. But here's what I want to talk about tonight. Um, as far as, um, how do we move forward? Um, how do we, uh, deal with that lack of affirmation. how do we fill that void? How do we uh, begin to to heal? Um, last week I started talking about, you know it, you there has to be a willingness and a desire at some point to forgive um, but even that even preceding that, we have to admit that there's an issue that we're hurt, that we're bothered by this. And a lot of times when we deny ourselves that, when we minimize what we're feeling, what we're thinking, I believe that that keeps us stuck uh, longer than we needed to be stuck. Um, I realize, like, so for example, one person says, what if my dad is no longer here and he can't come back and correct anything? Again, I would say that it has to be a, a desire to heal. I think you, uh, if you have a child or if you are a parent, mm-hmm. you want, you want to give, you want that same grace again, uh, for you that you, that you need to extend to that parent. Um, again, sometimes parenting is just trial and error, um, I, I, I appreciate the relationship that I have with my son and my daughter as far as that, you know, there are things that I've gotten better or I'm doing better than, say, I experienced. Um, my son has been out on his own for a few years now, a couple years, and about six months ago, because we worked together, I said, son, I'm proud of you. And he was like, you know, Dad, my place is small. It's not much, I said, but it's yours. And I told him that I was proud of him. It was probably about a week or two later that he came back and he said how much that meant to him. Um, and that makes me feel good that he's aware. Um, one thing I saw recently, and this is another point of affirmation, other than you wanting to hear or to have someone say good job, is um I saw on Facebook let me put it you this way I saw on Facebook or so social media where someone posted that they grew up in a household where you didn't say I love you it wasn't said it wasn't expressed uh, now this person is uh, very successful successful in their career uh, I don't know of any ad first behaviors, the things that happen because of any, because of that. But that's another source of affirmation. Um, I talked to another relative that in their household, it just wasn't said. And I don't know if it was the era and the time that we grew up in uh, where if you were provided for, if your parents were doing a good job providing for you, I guess that was you filled in the blank that I guess that they love me. However, it would be nice to hear. And again, that's one of the things. Look, I'm not telling you I've gotten it all together. I'm not telling you that I've arrived with any of this. Uh, you we still grow. We learn every day. Um, but one thing I I can say that with myself and with my kids, uh, our conversations end with "I love you." We don't say bye. It's normally once we've come to the end of that conversation, I may say I love you, man, and my dad will, and my son will say I love you too. My daughter in text messages, however, that's the way we communicate. That's another way of saying, of affirming. Um, I think affirming, again, when it's when it's not there, I think it can provide other challenges such as, self-worth, self-esteem, self-image, um, and things like that as far as even with achievement. Uh, I think back to um, even in the Bible, uh, they said that God said from heaven, this is my son and whom I'm well pleased. Even God chose to and saw a fit to affirm his son Jesus. And I think we want that. We need that. And when it doesn't happen, I think it can provide challenges. Well into maybe not adverse, it may not be overt as far as what it does. I, I think it affects sometimes our decision making choices, our relationships. I remember um, I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave the actress uh, name out, but there was this actress and a well known actress, and she commented that after she had gotten divorced from her husband that she called her father up and she said, I cursed him out because he hadn't been in her life. And one thing she realized because of that void left because of him not being present that she wanted her husband to do and to play a role that he was not designed or or engineered to play. Um, He should have just been able to play the role and fulfill the role of being her husband. He shouldn't have to be her husband and her father also. Um, but here things, and again, this is for me, and this is what I have have discovered that worked for some others uh, from lectures I've given, from seminars, from my years of working with uh, youth and with, uh, with men and talking to people in general. I think sometimes we stay stuck. And one of the things I think that we do is we tell ourselves, and I've told myself this, that sometimes when things happen, when adverse things happen that we don't like, uh, we'll tell ourselves, for example, I'll call these falsehoods. Uh, One is that we don't care. I asked one of my mentees one time because I called him up and he's like, you know, Mr. Saunders, I I just finished cussing my father out. And I'm like, dude, whoa, you're out of order. And um, I said, because I don't care what your dad did. uh, I can't condone that behavior. But as we began to talk, I said, how do you feel that your father wasn't around? And his response is, I don't care. And the truth of the matter is, you do care. We do care. We do care when someone uh, does not fulfill their roles. Um, our parents were entrusted to provide for us. With They were entrusted with our upbringing, with our development, with our growth. And when people abdicate their responsibility, when they fail to uh, To do it, and I'm not saying, look, no one does it perfectly. No one has it figured out. But there are times where they're just they're not there. Again, sometimes they're physically are not there. Um, Sometimes they're physically present but emotionally unavailable, and it has effects. And but when we say that we don't care, I think that's uh, it. It can be comforting temporarily. But in the truth, in the long run, I think it keeps us stuck. Another thing, falsehood, is that it doesn't matter. The reason why I believe that that's a falsehood that allows us to stay stuck in a place of bitterness, of anger, of uh, regret, is because if you say it doesn't matter, I think, and this is my opinion, I think in some way you're saying that I don't matter. And when you, you know, and the truth of the matter is that you do matter. You're worthwhile, you're valuable, you're all, you know, you have value, you have purpose. And to say that it doesn't matter when someone failed in their responsibility. I'm not talking about um, that they didn't get everything right. I'm saying when they weren't there to do some of the things I think that we as parents do we as a fa- as a father again i think one of my biggest roles and one of my biggest responsibilities is affirming my kids teaching them right from wrong and telling them what values are and letting them know where i stand now again as a parent you know that there was a time where your kids could come to you and be like daddy fix it it didn't matter you were superman and you could do you could, you could do anything. You could fix anything. And I don't know if you had this experience, but then there was a time where my kids probably thought I was the dumbest thing that I'd ever walked the earth. Um, there was a time, I'm going to just be honest, and again, in my transparency, um, me and my son didn't see eye to eye on some things. And uh, I just put it politely and kind, there was a period of radio silence where we didn't, There was no contact with us. Um, But this is where I stood. This is where I hung my hat. Um, And I know I'm not a perfect parent, and sometimes the situations that we have to parent in are not ideal. But this is where I could say, unlike what I've heard from other guys and what I hear from some of the inmates that I talk to, is that he knew who his father was. Uh, He couldn't say that I didn't try to teach him right from wrong, left from right up from down. He did not know what my principles were. And again, I'm far from being a perfect parent. I'm, I'm going to say I'm an adequate or or decent parent. There are a lot of things that you in hindsight would like, could have did this different, handled that differently. Maybe I was too strong there. Maybe I was too soft there, but He knew who I was, and when that time came, and you know we got to talk, and I started to apologize, and he says, "No, Dad, you know what? That was my fault. I was just in a bad place." Um, I I value the time that we get to now to sit and talk, and you know share and talk as men. Um, I think sometimes the challenge with uh, some parents today, and this is again just. George Saunders opinion is that sometimes we're trying to be our kid's friend. Uh, And I let my son know, or I let my children know we can have a friendly relationship, but we can't ever be friends because I think there has to be a level of reverence and respect. And a lot of times that again, parenting isn't hard and it's not always a popularity contest. Sometimes I got to tell my kids no know, knowing that they don't like it and at the time they may not even like me however as a parent i think this is the best this is the, the best course of action um and so again the th- three falsehoods the first one i mentioned is i don't care you should care um it doesn't matter and yes it does matter because you matter and last is that I'm going to be all right. Yes, you will be all right. But some wounds don't heal properly. Some wounds take longer to heal than necessary. And I think it starts with, but those three falsehoods, I think, just kind of keep us in a, a state of limbo. Because if anybody who's ever dealt with any type of addiction or the first thing you have to admit is that there's a problem. Um, once you admit there's a problem, then, then okay, I recognize that there's a problem, that there's an issue. And then we go about trying to address it. Um, again, for the fathers out there that, you know, maybe you missed, you missed the mark, it may not be too late to try to establish something. You can't go back to the, the little boy and you know sometimes we still see people when they were 8 and 10 and 12 you may have to talk to that child as an adult as a grown woman or as a grown man uh however i encourage anybody that it has to be a willingness to forgive um i needed i need grace as a father i need to extend it as a, a son uh, we need to break cycles. We need to break cycles and bitterness and anger. Um, and we talk about, so a lot of times I hear guys say, if, if my dad had been here, if someone would have encouraged me, if someone would have told me that they love me. um, If to me is a paralytic, it keeps you stuck on all of what, you know, living in the past. Uh, I remember the first time I heard this, I, I was playing cards with my cousins up in uh, Philadelphia. I was learning how to play Pinockle uh, at the time. And, but I made this comment that if I would have had such and such card, um, you know, I would have taken that bid and we would have did whatever. And, My cousin said that if my aunt, I'm going to try to clean this up. Um, Basically, that if my aunt had testicles, she'd be my uncle. So we could talk about if all day long. And a lot of people, a lot of us, I've been there. We get stuck on if. Um, You know, the bitterness, if somebody would have did this, this, if, if. We can't go back and change the past. The question is that how do I move forward? how do I heal? How do I grow? How do I develop? And a lot of times, again, we talked about last week, um, that cup of bitterness, we keep sipping from that cup of bitterness, waiting for someone else to get sick, waiting for someone else to see have adverse effects from us taking, drinking the poison. And the only thing is doing it is that is hindering us. Um, I just want to encourage you that, you know, again, start by, so one of the things you can do is that you, I, if you don't have anybody else, if nobody can come back and tell you good job, uh, one thing I've learned to do is I've learned to affirm myself, you know, you may not get the pat on the back. You may not get the, the recognition that you want from someone else or uh, other people, but you know, you, it has to start from here. Uh, it starts with transforming. Transformation starts in your mind. It says the, I think the word says that by the renewing of our minds, be ye transformed. And you got to start to think and feel differently. Uh, maybe we can't go back and fix things. Maybe that relationship that you'll never have between you and your parent or whatever. But You can have it with yourself. So affirm yourself, believe in yourself. If no one else will tell you that they love you, tell yourself that you love you. I love myself. Tell yourself that you're beautiful. Um, In one of my mock sessions I had when I was, uh, for my passing my exam for my uh, certification to become a certified life coach, we had to do a mock session. And, you know, I was talking to, Uh, this potential client, and they were telling me about how they like to go to a particular store and to smell the flowers, that they love these fresh-cut flowers. And so part of the thing is that, you you know, you try to give assignments and tasks. But I said to this person, you know, here's what I want you to do. I encourage you to go to, to the store this week and buy yourself some flowers. And I said, because you're worth it. And sometimes we're sitting around mad because what other people didn't do for us. And sometimes you need to do it for yourself. So I don't know what it is that you uh, can do to affirm yourself. Buy yourself some flowers. I believe in self-care. There are things that I like to do that are for me. Uh, You know, some people know that uh one form of my therapy is to be at the beach. I can just go there, and that's my place to check out, to to hear, to listen, to to tune the world out. And I don't know what your thing is. Find your place, that sanctuary, that place, whatever that you need to do. Um, that helps to start to affirm you, that you start to feel differently, that you start to think about yourself differently, and. I'm encourage you this. I look. I believe that you know, growing up, I gave myself the world's longest pity party. Woe is me, and nobody's this, and nobody has this, and this, and this, and that, and the other. Um, I believe that sometimes pity parties are necessary, and they have a place, and. I don't know. I can can testify for myself. I've been to some awesome parties. I used to do promoting. I gave some awesome parties. But just like any of those parties that I've been to or I hosted, at some point you have to leave. You know, when they used to turn the lights on at the club and say, you ain't got to go home, but y'all can fill in the blank. So, if you need to have a pity party, have your pity party, feel sorry for yourself, then it's time to pick yourself up, to dust yourself off, and it's time to leave because we have to go on living and being stuck in unforgiveness, being stuck in denial, being stuck in, in anger. Because, and even with anger, remember we talked about in one of the first shows, one of the... Um, the emotions it's cool for men to have is to display anger. Um. Here's what I understand. Anger, really, if you translate it, uh, to use a biblical term, if I translated what anger meant from the Hebrew to the Greek, it means somebody hurt you. It means that I'm hurt. Because if it didn't hurt, we wouldn't be angry. So part of my healing, part of, for me, is that admitting that I was hurt. I've fortunately got to express that pain in a conversation with my dad. And I'll tell you, the conversation was like, look, dad, I just need to share some stuff with you. I'm not even looking for any answers. And I said, this is how I feel. And... Uh, after I did that, man, I felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off my shoulders. Did I have any more answers than I did before I, at the end that I did before I started? Not really. It wasn't about searching for answers. It was about releasing some things. That one kid I told you that, you know, said he cursed out his father. Here's, here's an exercise I did with him. I said, look. Here's what I want you to do and promise me that you'll do it tonight. I said, I want you to sit down and I want you to write him a letter and I want you to say whatever you want to say. Put just write it down. I said, and after you've written out everything you wanted to write, I want you to fold it up and I want you to put it away and we're going to pull it back out in a few days and, in a few days, then if you could add whatever you want to add, or you could take away anything you want to take away. And uh the next day I spoke to him and I said, Did you write the letter? And he says, Yes, I wrote the letter. And I said, How do you feel? He says, I feel so much better. A lot of times we just got it all bottled up. And again, there may be other things you may we may for some, we may need to seek more professional help. Again, I'm an advocate for uh, behavioral health from therapy to psychiatry, uh, life coach. Sometimes, you know, it's just, you know, I just need someone to help me to navigate for it. Sometimes we may have to have someone who helps us to maybe dig a little deeper to explore why we do some of the things we do. However, I believe this, that It was at some point for me, once I became aware of some of the things I was doing and why I was doing them, it was no longer someone else's fault. At some point, we have to start to take ownership. We have to be accountable for our actions. We can't keep blaming stuff on mommy and daddy. And sometimes those reasons can easily shift between being legitimate reasons to just being poor excuses. Again, uh, I thank you so much. I appreciate you, uh, listening in, uh, like us on Facebook. Again, I want your response. I was going to go in a whole different direction, but, but, but based upon what you've been sharing with us and telling us, uh, we're listening, uh, I don't know if I should mention this now, but we're working on uh, doing an actual live show. I know many of you said you want to call in, you want to be a part of the show, so we're working on it now. Look forward to that. Um, Again, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Mr. Tyrell Colbert uh, for the work he's done in his company, Forever Frame Productions. Uh, He's responsible for my audio, my video, uh, we're on YouTube now, thanks to Mr. Uh, Tyrell. Um, so I'm saying this, but I'm saying this with a caveat. If you need photography, you need media production, video production, sound production, um, he's available. He's a great guy to work with. However, you um, using his services cannot, cannot, cannot interfere with what we're doing here. So, uh, uh just reach out to him. I think you, Tyrell, you're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I don't want to give his number out on, on live air. Plus, you need to go through me. If you need his services, email me, and we'll work out a rate for you in a time that does not interfere with what I'm doing. But I want to thank this young man. Uh, again, I can't say enough about him. I, I came to him and said, here's my thought. Here's my vision, and... Uh, he, he makes it happen. So again I just want to give a shout out to him and I I thank you um look I'm unapologi- unapologetically Christian. I I believe I'm only here because of the grace and mercy of God um and I'm never going to deny that like Paul said I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ um but one of the things and I not say but however, one of the approaches that I, I try is that I'm not here to, to, to tell you how much I know because I really don't know that much. But I'm here to convince you. I want to have a conversation with you. I don't want to talk at you. Hopefully that you feel like you're having a conversation and I'm talking to you um, because I believe people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So I want to say thank you so much again for, for, for listening in. Hit me up on social media, CrackRibs at gmail.com. That's Crack with a K. God bless you, and I look forward to next week. Thanks a lot.